Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S. E and use the code hoopheads to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A R Y S E dot com with promo code hoopheads to get 20% off. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Laker Podcast, part of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. I'm Yo Legazzo and I'm joined by McKay Westbrook and John Webb Legazzo. Guys, having a broken dishwasher isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, we, we, got, we got recording late, so I'll be editing later and we're going to have this episode out later. Because I was trying to fix a, our, our broken dishwasher and leaking and everything. So I had my friend come over and, and trying to fix it. So anyway. Um, had Got to go had, back to doing old school, dude. Yep. <laughs> yeah, washing wash those them dishes. by hand. Wash them by hand. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Actually, this is like only our second place ever that we've had a, a dishwasher. Like my wife and I, we've always had to wash our, wash the dishes except for this place and the previous place that we had. Anyway, um, sorry to keep you guys waiting, but let's let's get on with the show. It's uh, it's time. Um, I did want to bring up two cool notes, really high notes this past week um, regarding the Lakers. Um, and one was about uh, just just this last weekend, Pau Gasol and Rob Polinka spending quality time with the Bryant family. Uh, during the during the holidays, during the Halloween season, um, did you guys see? Did you guys see that at all? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I mean, I I've been saying it, but this gesture is why Pau Gasol is one of my all time favorite Lakers. I I think mm-hmm. maybe McKay and I share this, right? Um, all I really have to say is that he's a Hall of Famer player um, with Hall of Fame character. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, when when tragedy strikes people, um, there are a lot of people that will come up and, and tell you, you know, that they'll be there for you and to let them know about, mm-hmm. you know, whatever th- thing um, 
but in significantly less cases will the people actually follow through with that and i just think like john webb said it's kind of a uh shout out to his character to show that he really is there for the bryant family yeah man i i just love the man dude i mean um i'm really glad that the bryant family has powell and also rob palinka to to look after them you know after after of course as we know kobe and, and Gigi passed away um, I'm, I'm really glad that they have that support um, and um, that the Bryant girls, right, are able to have Pow and, and Rob Polinka uh, be their kind of, you know, uh, like as, as father figures uh, almost in their lives uh, going forward. I'm, I'm glad that they have that, that sort of support. Yeah, and, you know, Rob Polinka really misses his friend Kobe, and I think he was very genuine and really meant it when he said that he would watch over Kobe's family um, mm. here on out and carry that Mamba spirit the rest of his life. Uh, I honestly think it was one of the motivators that made him stay in the bubble with the Lakers players. I mean, Phil, Phil Handy recently shared how involved Polinka was, you know, going to practices, rebounding, playing defense, <laughs> that it didn't even seem like he was a GM, just, just one of the guys, and I'm glad that the Bryant family is going to get that. There, there was even a. Uh, it just reminded me of uh, a practice, maybe several practices in in the bubble in the Lakers, where Rob Palinka and, and Coach Vogel they had they didn't have any like cones or or anything to uh, for their drills, and so they um, had to act as those sort of drills, uh, like those cones, uh, <laughs> while LeBron James was you know. Uh, right training down the lane <laughs> uh, so just imagining what uh you know how scary that would have that would have been for for someone uh especially the size of coach vogel i know i know rob Polink was a, is a little bit taller and he played some basketball in his college career um but yeah really awesome to see Pau gasol rob Polinka with the bryant family uh, awesome to see vanessa bryant post all those pictures and he's also natalia um, another high point that I want to talk about um, is this: these negotiations uh, between the uh, NBA and the Players Union. It uh, looks like they're, it's close to being done. Uh, might even be decided as we're speaking now. Um, I'm not checking my Twitter feed, so I'm, I don't know if they've, you know, Shams or Woj has anything to say today. But uh, it looks like they'll be reaching a deal for December. Uh, 22nd to start next season season barring any major objections from either party um so that's good news right yeah absolutely i mean i remember the the last lockout that we had and uh it, it was the worst it just dragged on and on and shortened the season and mm-hmm. um and you guys already know how how i feel about basketball and and the season getting cut short and having to wait we we talked about it on previous podcasts with the whole coronavirus thing and so i i'm i'm glad that we're, we're going to get back up and started as soon as possible yeah i think uh i think for me the biggest plus is christmas day games i know that's a big tradition in my family yep yep that should be good to see who knows who knows who's going to play on christmas day they'll probably do some lake a, a laker cuz there's always some uh you know, Lakers playing on, on Christmas Day, it seems like. Um, but uh, who knows if LeBron's going to play. I know that there were some rumors out there that he might sit out 
for the first part, but who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't like it, the idea of him uh, doing, you know, uh, uh, taking a page from Kawhi Leonard from last year and doing some load managing. But I understand if he does, since you know we just recently finished the the NBA Finals. Um, but yeah, I think it all just comes down to money. I'm glad that we're gonna get to see them play and uh, move forward with that. But um, all right, so let's uh, take a break though um, and get to our main topic here. We want to uh, first the top the first topic I want to get into is you know something that I've been wanting to discuss. Uh, regarding the LeBron James and Anthony Davis duo, you know, is this is this the start of something special, a new Lakers era? Is this a dynasty in the making? And then on the last segment, uh, talk about uh, kind of just pivot and and talk about Lakers news that came out regarding you know just offseason news, uh, Chris Paul and some draft prospects, including uh, Ule Childs and Grant Grant Riller and some others. But uh, let's take a quick break first. Stay tuned, and we'll see you soon. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Hashtag Lakers. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Risen Grind, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. Also, don't miss our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey guys, let me tell you about these delicious protein bars. They're called Built Bars. Ever heard of them? The typical protein bar is dense, gritty, and difficult to chew. Not Built Bar though. The texture is light and fluffy, and it's covered in perfectly tempered, 100% pure dark chocolate. With each bite you take, you will think you are cheating on your diet, indulging on a chocolate dessert. We think you'll agree. There isn't a more delicious way to get your protein. Built Bar is the favorite protein bar of many fitness trainers and fitness enthusiasts alike. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream. It's like eating a candy bar. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order. That's promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Hey, welcome back to the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I'm here with McKay and John Webb. And on this uh, segment of the show, I want to have a discussion on how, you know, kind of insane it is that we have the LeBron and AD duo. We saw some top-tier um, duo performances from AD and LeBron. You know, here's a couple of uh, um, facts or stats, uh, however you want to name it. 
Lake, you know, AD and LeBron, the only Lakers duo to win an NBA title while both averaging 25 points per game in the postseason. LeBron averaged 29, 11 rebounds, 8.5 assists. AD, 25, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, and then did a bunch of, you know, defensive. He has a, de- a bunch of defensive uh, stats here, two blocks, uh, 1.3 steals, and so forth. Another thing to note, uh, Anthony Davis, LeBron James were also the first pair of teammates to finish first and second in postseason scoring for total points in a postseason since Shaq and Kobe in 2002. Um, you know, with that said, I, I kind of want to get into the bottom, bottom of, of this unique uh, situation, circumstance that we have in, in having LeBron and AD in purple and gold with one title won. Uh, where do we go from here? Is it just the beginning of a new Lakers era? Is it a dynasty in the making? Uh, you know, how do we compare uh, these two to the duels of all-time Lakers? It's lot. It's a lot to unpack, but I want to get your thoughts on the duo of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, you know, some some of the things that were floating through my mind is. You look at uh, dynasties from years past, and even the most kind of recent ones, we look at the Warriors dynasty with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant. Um, I, you know, I I think that LeBron and AD definitely have the ability to, to turn this into an era for the Lakers, a winning era for the Lakers. Um, LeBron James hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. Yeah, but we know Father Time um, has a, a perfect record. You know, it, LeBron's not going to last forever, and the wear and tear on his body, I can only imagine, is is only gonna get greater. Um, true, that, that's true. But I, I think that I, you're right. Sorry to cut you off there, but. You're right. He is on his thirty-six. You know, he's thirty-six. He's on his eighteenth year, but we've seen in the finals that he still has his legs, can produce at a high level. Um, but you know, you're right that there is that ca- caveat that Father Time does strike, and it strikes hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, how how long is LeBron James' um, prime going to last? It, it's it seems like it's still still there but i mean even with uh the reason i brought up the the warriors dynasty mm-hmm. is because even with with all of them who were uh fair, fairly young um relative to to lebron and kind of in the primes of of their careers uh at the end um that run does end up taking a toll on your body and we saw significant injuries in um, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and in Steph Curry, that all causes them to miss miss uh, significant amounts of time. Um, so, in in my mind, um, I think it's important uh, to be able to extend this era for as long as possible to bring in some some pieces, uh, like we talked about on on one of our last podcasts. Uh, bring in another star, somebody who can help share the load even even if this uh load management isn't necessarily um missing a game here and a game there 
it would be nice to have some players that can come in and can perform. And, you know, LeBron and AD don't feel like they have to go and put it all on the floor every night in order to win. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a really good point. And, you know, I want LeBron to last and uh, at least until Bronny comes to the league, right? And I think as Lakers fans, we've always been lucky, spoiled maybe, um, in that we've had these legendary Hall of Fame combos or super teams throughout our history. Right. Uh, in the 70s, you know, we had Elgin Baylor, Will Chamberlain, uh, Gail Goodrich, Jerry West. In the 80s, uh, we had Magic and Kareem and, you know, the they were buoyed by James Worthy, Jamal Wilkes, and, um, you know, we could even put Bob McAdoo in there. Then I don't know if you guys remember, but, you know, we drafted, uh, you know, after them, we drafted like Nick Van Exel and Eddie Jones. Uh, they were fun to watch before we we had, you know, Kobe and uh, and Shaq in, in the late uh, 90s and, the, you know, early 2000s there. Then, then you know, we had Kobe and Powell later on. Woo! Yeah, Kobe and Powell. Um, but sprinkled in there, right, we, we see Hall of Famers like Gary Payton, Carl uh, Malone, Steve Nash, and Prime Dwight, I would even put. Um, so the super teams and, you know, putting combos together, that's, that's something the Lakers have always, always done since they moved to the Lakers. Um, we've been fortunate um, to have LeBron, to have AD uh, this past year. It's been a treat. And, you know, I, I say dynasty as long as what McKay, McKay says is, is right. As long as we can manage their load, add those third pieces, you know, we need, we need a James Worthy. We need a Jamal Wilkes. We need a, a McAdoo, an Elgin Baylor. You know, I say these names, but those are all Hall of Famers. Those are all, like, crazy, productive players. Right, right. I mean, we have them. We have Alex Caruso. <laughs> we have yeah, you never know kcp who else hey, hey kcp actually <laughs> really per- performed well for us kcp could actually uh, right. bear that load to a degree and i i actually think you know um a lot of people um talk about how dwight wasn't suited for the star role and he was really more of a role player and um he played really well as a role player this year but i i'm all for giving him a a larger uh, piece of the pie, you know, in terms of what he goes and does on, on the floor. I I'm down to get him more touches. I think he can be even more productive for us. Right. No, I, you're right. And hopefully he'll sign back up. Hopefully he won't get uh, persuaded by the golden state warriors. Cause it sounds like there's some interest there. Um, hopefully he'll, you know, Dwight will, will come back. Um, KCP as well. Unless we we decide to trade him out and uh, for a sign and trade and get someone, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk to, about Chris Paul. But, um, uh, dude, I just uh, you know just watching you know uh, some of the clips and some highlights of the the postseason with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they just dominated. You know, um, when one person when one of them was was uh wasn't having the night the other one stepped up and uh just the versati- versatility of this this duo both offensively and defensively um was just so dominant throughout the playoffs i i thought and 
you know, it has us all as Lakers fans dreaming of more because we see how incredible this this team or this this duo really is. They fit so well together. That LeBron's playmaking ability and his overall game, plus Anthony Davis's energizer bunny motor, like on both ends of the court, dominant in the paint, has a killer instinct like the like like, you know, our late great Black Mamba, you know, he's fiercely competitive. And the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, is that despite LeBron James being 36, almost 36, sorry, um, being, you know, starting his 18th season, um, this duo can be much, much better than this. And it's because, it's because AD is still in his prime. Um, and he, you know, and, and even if, even when he's in his prime, he still has a couple of things that he can work on to improve that will make this duo even more superior. Um, for example, you know, we saw in the heat series, how AD struggled when, when the team, when the heat double teamed him and he got flustered, lost the ball under pressure of the double. If he cleans that up and becomes more confident in that way, that's a huge boost. Um, another thing, um, you know, is, is his passing, you know, and his playmaking. If, um, if it can be at a level or, or close to a level as Jokic in, in terms of big man passing, dude, like, can you imagine how, how, how great this team would be? It wouldn't matter who you would, you know, you obviously need to have some shooters out there, but just, it wouldn't matter who you have in the, in, on the court. You just, uh, because of LeBron and AD, you're guaranteed to win uh, a playoff series. Yeah, I I think that AD definitely has room to add some things to his repertoire. Um, he's already incredible in a lot of different areas, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, passing is one of those things where, uh, to a degree, it's yeah. A lot of players kind of come with that vision, and I don't think uh, AD is necessarily an you know an awful passer, but I I wouldn't say he's a particularly great passer. Sure, either. right. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know how how much of um, that he he can or will change. Um, I I would honestly I I prefer his game. Um, the Jokic is anyway, you know, we've got LeBron James who, mm-hmm. who is already that all around, um, polished player. And, mm-hmm. and we run a lot of our offenses, our offense through LeBron anyway. And, uh, you know, we, it's, it's like what we're talking about and any of those little shortcomings that, that AD may have, um, you know, just we can pick up some more pieces that that can complement him, and I I think they'll be able to fill fill in those gaps. I say dynasty, guys. I say dynasty. It'll happen if we if we get another piece, dynasty. Yeah, no, I I I, I would agree if we do get another piece. Um, but even if then, I mean, we don't have right now. Like you know, we won the championship without a third. Uh, option really like who the third option in this team this postseason was whoever was on fire 
uh, at the moment, it was either KCP, uh, uh, yeah, Markeith Morris could have been, been Rondo, Rajon Rondo, dude, uh, Dwight Howard. That's you know he got the start Denver and Heat series. Uh, just depended. Uh, so you know, like I'm saying, doesn't matter if you have AD and LeBron on the court. It's going to be hard to defeat that team in the playoff series. Um, but let me ask you guys this, guys. All right, all right, all right. How, where, sorry, where would you rank the LeBron and AD duo among the greatest Lakers duo of all time? Oh, my gosh. You can't ask me that question, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. You can list them like Shaq and Kobe, Kareem and, and Magic, right? Yeah. Powell and yeah. Kobe. Who else? I'm just talking yeah. about the greatest. There's a lot of duos. I mean, you like, got Wilt and Jerry. You got Magic right? Kareem. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, in the Lakers, I to me, I I need to see more. Right. I need to see more of a body of work. Um, you know, maybe some multiple championships. I know some of those duos, right, didn't get multiple championships. But to me, right now, they're. I I want to say fourth right now. I I have to put I have to put I have to put Kobe and Shaq. Then I have to put Magic and Kareem. Then I need to put Wilt and Jerry. And then AD and LeBron. Yeah, I I think you you can't really say at this moment just because it's so new, you know, it's it's true. It's one season that they've been together. Um, and who knows, hopefully their cohesion as, as teammates increases and we see even better things from them, um, mm-hmm. going forward. But, right. uh, I, I think, I definitely think they, they can be up there. I don't know if they will ever surpass uh, Kobe and Shaq in in my eyes. If, not not even if they win a second. Uh, not even if they win a second. You know, or, if, what about if a third? Kobe and Shaq? <laughs> yeah, he, even with three, I I don't really? think that, that they'd really be able to pass um, Kobe and Shaq in my mind. Okay. If Kobe and Shaq would have been able to keep that team together for, dude, you know, the foreseeable future dude yeah they kobe could have had 10 rings you know yeah i i think they would have been an unstoppable force right for a really long time in the league i mean it, this could have been a, a diff you know a different if if we put you know lebron in his prime and 80 in his prime instead of lebron aging Right, it's, it's you know he's coming. Father is he time's aging? gonna hit him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Lakers Nation. <laughs> no, do uh, you know what I'm talking? Yeah, you know. So like, but if 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 LeBron was in his, you know, was in his, you know, was 29, AD was 29, you know, and they had opportunity to you know, to, to be together for multiple years instead of maybe two, three more years. Uh, you really don't think that they'll surpass Kobe and Shaq? Well, the problem is that's all hypothetical and, and will yep. never happen. You know, we're talking about uh, things the way they really are. Um, and even that said, Kobe Shaq, 
Kobe Shaq. Yeah, I'll have to agree. There's... I I actually agree with you guys. I'm just I'm just trying to be a devil's yeah, advocate here. You're poking the bear. <laughs> Stop poking the bear. <laughs> no, I completely agree that Kobe and Shaq are still up there, dude. Um, but <laughs> just you know, playing playing the devil's advocate. Advocate. I mean, it it be it might be interesting, right? If we if we talk about if they were to play like a you know a series, you know, two on two or something, it might be different. Might be, but if we're if we're taking them as they as they are with the rosters they have, and you know you play those teams, then it's it that's how I rank it. Hmm. Two yeah. on two. Hey, and and if you really want a um, little bit of somebody playing dead devil's advocate, I might put Kobe and Shaq as number or as the best one two combo of all time. I think that, they are. Right. Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of people would um, put Jordan and, and Pippen up there eh. as number one and two. But <laughs> if, if Kobe and Shaq would have stayed together longer, I think they could have had even more right. incredible career sure. together. As, you know, even greater than that of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. But, you know, speculation. Right. Yeah, right. but but that's that's the crazy thing about, you know, when we talk about MJ and and Pippen is that you know, one was clearly better than the other. Right? If you talk about Absolutely. AD and LeBron, they they complement each other. And the the greatest thing about the Kobe and Shaq thing, you know, the the Kobe and Shaq duo is they were like oil and water <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but they made it work yep so that's that's why even with all that contention they made it work and they brought the city of los angeles three championships yep yep i guess i guess we, we'll never know until we see you know lebron and ad separate and then we can start analyzing you know who where where, where would they rank among amongst the the greatest duo lakers duo and of all time um but uh, all right, I think that was a good discussion. Let's let's take a, our last break here. We'll be right back to talk about off-season reports um, uh, from this last week. So stay tuned, and we'll talk to you in a minute. Hey guys, this is McKay with the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I wanted to talk to you about Jersey Bird, your number one custom jersey shop. They've got high quality, low priced jerseys for you, your family, and friends. The folks at Jersey Bird are really dedicated to bringing you the very best jerseys with a focus on dependability, durability, and customer satisfaction. They've even got custom Kobe and LeBron high school jerseys for you to enjoy. So don't show up to your buddy's watch party looking like a bum. Hop on jerseybirdofficial.com, take a look at their selection, and use promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order at jerseybirdofficial.com. (laughs) 
Hey, welcome back to the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I'm here with McKay and John Webb. And on this last segment, uh, we're going to talk about some of the off-season reports that came in uh, this past week regarding um, Chris Paul and a couple of draft prospects interviewed by the by the Lakers and a couple, uh, maybe another um, prospect in the draft that we want to talk about. But uh, let's let's go ahead and I'll head on over about uh, the talk about the reports of Chris Paul. Apparently. He prefers to be traded to a team in Los Angeles or New York. Um, we've talked a little bit about Chris Paul on our off-season preview. And if our listeners uh, haven't had a chance to listen to that, you can find it on our playlist uh, where John Webb and I go in-depth on the Lakers' options this off-season. But um, John Webb, McKay, what do you guys think about this Chris Paul rumor? And Do you think he's going to go back to L.A.? Uh, I mean, he's getting later on in his career, and I know he definitely wants to go somewhere where he feels like he can get a ring. And I think in a lot of people's minds, um, it was either the Lakers or the Clippers. Um, obviously, it was the Lakers, um, but he feels like he can add uh, some depth, which he definitely could, to mm-hmm. one of those teams or you know go the polar opposite go all the way to the east coast and and maybe make some money i mean so so chris paul already makes a ton of money like a lot uh, yeah so for the for the next two seasons um he's gonna be making close to like 33 million and in order for us to trade for him obviously we got to match match that right so do do we even have a trade package that would be enticing enough for Oklahoma City? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. you're right. Right. Yes, package Danny Green. Package Danny Green. Well, I mean, he, that's he would be that's included. That's 15 million. Right. He that's would yeah. be included. I think. I think to for it to work, um, you know, this is us just being GM and then going on the website that says, you know, like that trade website where you can see if it works out or not. Right. Plug um, and play. Plug and play and see if it works. <laughs> what, what would happen? What would need to happen is we would have to uh, sneakily tell KCP, yeah, you can sign up back up with us, and we'll say we'll sign him to a deal that is exactly like. That would, you know, you would package Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, and whoever, and then you'd sign KCP to whatever is the difference to get Chris Paul, and then and then trade him <laughs> to get Chris Paul with, with the whole package. <laughs> that's the sign and trade. It's it's classic, but that it's happened before. Yeah, and and you know what? What's crazy is Avery Bradley and Javale McGee still have their options, right? They do, and and we don't know if if they're going to exercise it or not. So we might have that. And we, <laughs> so it's a lot of hypotheticals and, you know, 33 million is a lot of ground to cover. So uh-huh. if we were to do it, cause I, cause I used the website, right? I plugged and played. <laughs> <laughs> so if we were to do that, we'd need Danny green with this 15 million. Uh-huh. We need Avery, Avery Bradley with this 5 million. So sign and trade. Okay. Ja- yeah. Ja- JaVale McGee with his, uh, four four and a half million. Um, we need Cal Kuzma's three million, Quinn Cook's three million, and then we'll, we'll need to give up Alex Caruso maybe. No, right? wow. Or or Rajon Rondo if we sign him. But we it's how are you gonna do that? 
you know, maybe throw right. in the 28th pick, whoever that is. So it's it's a lot to ask. Right. right. I mean, you gut our entire depth. For Chris Paul. Um, I, I don't see it happening. Um, but who knows? I'm always wrong, so... <laughs> could happen. And, LeBron might demand it, and it could happen. <laughs> and and here's another thing, right? I I think if we get Chris Paul, we lose Rajon Rondo. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. If they're on the same team, there's obvious chemistry issues. Right. It almost seems like an eternity ago, but I don't know if you guys remember Rondo, Paul, and Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, throwing hands yeah. during a game. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> very vividly. No. Because I just and, and, watched it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think they wouldn't uh, be good on the same team just for that. You know, it's exactly it's not even the compatibility issues in on the court. It's the compatibility issues off the court. Yeah, yeah. right, right. But you know what? I mean, um, <laughs> that was a pretty nasty punch by Rondo. But <laughs> but Kobe and and Ron Artest had had it. Uh, that's true. That, were, were, that's were, true. You know. We're very physical with each other. Um, so, you know, with, especially during that, it was at the conf- it was the conference finals, it was the playoffs. Um, but, uh, but they ended up meshing really well together and, and getting, you know, that, that, uh, the championship in 2010. So, you know, who knows? Maybe that's the secret. Maybe you, you have to fight and then you, you're you automatically go. really good together. It's right. It's the ring, man. The rings, chasing rings brings players together but but also let me be bold here right if if we get chris ball fault paul somehow via trade we're going to get carmelo anthony through free agency just just chalk that oh up right now oh my goodness you know. it, it just it just makes Dwayne sense wade will re unretire come back hey we're, we're gonna have the old man dynasty that's what we're gonna be known as is the banana yeah, boat so- dynasty <laughs> And so if we want to pull this trigger on Chris Paul and go all in, let's just get the whole bowling league together. Get Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. You you talk about chemistry and super teams. Get these guys on the same team, and I promise you we're going to be in the finals the next four years. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I, I don't know if I've got as much faith in Carmelo Anthony as you do. Th- yeah. These guys have been waiting their entire careers to play together. Yep, yep. I mean, they did right. Um, team USA. So, and we saw. I mean, Kobe was in that te- those teams, and we saw how how dominant they were. So, chalk it. Do Take it. it to the bank. All right, Rob Palinka, you're listening to this pod, right? No, I'm just. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. Let's talk about the dra- these uh, draft prospects. Um, it looks like Lakers are continuing to interview um, some players, some college players. According to uh, recent reports lately, we found out that uh, the Lakers interviewed two prospects. One is Ule Childs from BYU and Grant Riller from Charleston. Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts and an analysis on, on these two prospects first and then, you know, see what their chances are getting drafted by the Lakers. First, let's talk. But uh, first, let's talk about uh, Ule Childs from BYU. Um, some stats here. In his college career, he averaged a double-double per 36 minutes with 20 points, 10 rebounds, and two assists. 
And in his senior year, he averaged a monster 27 points per 36 minutes, 57 uh, shooting from the floor overall. And get this, 48.9% shooting from three-point land. So what do you guys think about BYU, Yoeli Childs? Uh, I mean, we we definitely want to pick up some good shooters. I I think, um, you know, who knows law of averages. Um, for all we know, Danny Green <laughs> could pick it back up next year and and he'd be great for us. You know, but <laughs> not gonna hold my breath. And I I think he would be a great acquisition. Um, you know, we talked so much during the season and stuff about the amount of attention and the double team and stuff that LeBron and AD can, can both pull and um, how that frees up the the floor so much. So these guys who have a great shooting touch would be fantastic to add to the roster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're all BYU guys, right? I mean, Yoa, that's your alma mater. Uh, You know, we, we root for them because that's where we went to school, but I, I think Childs is probably a reach at number 28. He's projected probably second round, right. uh, 40, 41. But, uh-huh. but he reminds me a lot of Paul Millsap and Patrick Patterson type. Maybe, maybe even a Keefe, more yeah. sort of hybrid. Uh-huh. Um, he's deceptively athletic. Uh, I say that because when I was watching the tape on him, uh, you don't, he doesn't seem like a very athletic guy. But during the combine, he he posted a thirty-eight and a half inch vertical. Whew. That's 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 crazy, and if if that's true, and he's a solid stre- stretch four, uh-huh. and it looks like his frame is is built, like like he can be slotted at the five, and I think he he's a big he dude. played yeah he played center for for BYU, uh-huh. and took Gonzaga to to town during one of their games, one of the one of the tapes I saw and. You know, he could be a solid pickup, but at 28, I think we there's better players available. I, I think you're right. Um, um, it'll be interesting. It's interesting that the, the Lakers interviewed him, right? Um, especially because he was projected at, uh, at in the second round. Uh, but uh, I, I do know, and this is was reported today or tweeted by Harrison Fagan today, that according to Zach Lowe, um, there will be, you know, uh, second round picks available for cash. So teams can buy the second round picks um, and, and, and be able to draft players. And Harrison pointed out that given how the Lakers have operated over the past years, it wouldn't surprise me to see them trade their first round pick, so this 28th pick, and then buy a second for a guy Um in the second round and you know that could be ULA Childs you know I mean what what do you guys think I mean I, I kind of want to talk more about you know what his basketball and and what he kind of he can bring to the to the table but you know it's 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 all possible that you know this could happen that ULA Childs and I'm being biased though because you know I'm you as you said I'm BYU alum <laughs> and <laughs> for the Cougars. So, um, love this guy. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, the, the Lakers wouldn't interview him for, for nothing. If they're interviewing him, there's some kind of interest that's being shown into him and right. they see some kind of path where they could potentially acquire him. Um, so, and I mean, if you, if you look at it, um, technically speaking, Lakers have, uh, have been the best at the best team builders of all time, you know, so the Celtics can, um, be argued as, as, uh, being just as good as the Lakers, but in terms of being able to put together a roster that can, um, get a ring, the Lakers are the best. Uh, I think they, they have an eye for that talent, um, and they're able to attract it and, you never know. Um, P- the Lakers organization might might think that the rest of the NBA is sleeping on him and and take and pick him up a little bit earlier than than what we might think, just because That's he true. has um, the right weapons. You know, it, it could be that there are other pieces that could um, could potentially even be smarter pickups um, in terms of just raw talent but if he has um the right weapons then it could be a good acquisition for the lakers no completely agree completely agree i just wanted to be a laker but we'll see (laughs) um uh, let's move on though i want to talk about um uh this next uh he's a point guard from charleston it's uh grant riller um he played four years of college ball he shot 59% in his career from the field overall uh, and shot a career 35% from deep, uh, averaging 8.7 points per game, two assists, almost three, uh, three rebounds per game. Um, in the 31 games that he played last season, he did average uh, a little bit more in, in points, 21.9 points, uh, five rebounds. Uh, which is for a point guard, that's pretty good. 3.9 assists. Uh, and, you know, he's shooting 49% from the field and uh, increased his his uh, um, three-point percentage by 1% th- at 36.2%. Um, so what do you guys think about uh, Grant Riller from Charleston? I, I think we're seeing sort of a pattern here in the Lakers scouting department and the players that they're starting to interview. You know, we got Desmond Bain, Childs, and and now Riller. They're looking for a player that's played a lot of games, you know, that has a lot of body of work. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, that they could really analyze and, and assess. And I think that's a smart move just because, you know, with the whole COVID thing, they're not able to, to bring the volume of, of prospects that usually we see in the offseason. And I'm glad you sent me some of, you know, Grant Riller's tapes because I was honestly blown away that I didn't know about him. I I was impressed by how versatile he, mm-hmm. he is offensively while shooting, you know, 50% from the field and 38 from deep. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I saw highlights of this man pulling up from three, using the screen and roll effectively, dribbling into the lane, uh, doing turnarounds, step backs, spot ups, you name it. He can do it. 
Um, he is gifted offensively. Is is one you know one way to put it. Very gifted. Yeah, I could I could definitely see him coming off the boards, and you know getting drafted by the Lakers and and giving us that offensive spark we've kind of needed mm-hmm. on the bench. You know that 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 consistency, and defensively he's laterally quick. But I didn't see a lot of him, you know, really playing dif- defense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I chalked that up. That That's probably because he was being asked to do so much on the other side of the court. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the Lakers do decide to draft him, look for him to be locked in more defensively because he's not going to be asked to carry that offensive load. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I, I think he's definitely... Uh, a great offensive player, but um, also you got to look at his build. Um, he's, he's six foot three. Um, that, that may or may not um, contribute to his defensive ability. Uh, he, he'll definitely sure, struggle right. in mis- in mismatches, um, but he is very fast. You know, he's very fast. Very and, um, yeah. You see with uh, people like, KCP the the ability to be fast uh, translates to fast hands and um, can translate to, to uh, steals and turnovers and uh, so I I'm I'm not opposed he he definitely is a very exciting player mm-hmm. um, hard hard to know uh, once again what kind of playing time you you get on a championship Lakers team exactly but uh, right. couldn't hurt. Right, right. I think you know, like, like, like what we've been saying. I think he's just so gifted offensively. Um, this came in a report uh, today um, in the NBA Combine drills for spot up threes. He plays seventh place among all the, you know, all the all the shooters there. Um, he's, you know, he's just he's just a marksman from three, honestly. And and the thing is, um, he's not. Uh, He's not just a spot-up shooter guy. He he can he can handle the ball. He has strong handling skills. Uh, he's he's comfortable changing directions and setting up defenders with uh, with a bag of mo- moves. Uh, you know he has elite first step uh, and burst off the dribble and he can explode left or right, um, just like Kyrie Irving, dude. And 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 I'm thinking of uh, man, you guys are gonna get on me for this. Atlanta Hawks. What's his name? Uh, Trey Young. Trey Young. Um, you know, he can create nah. his shot from a from <laughs> no. dude, but I'm just, I'm not saying he's at that level. I'm just saying that he has Stop. that sort of handle, <laughs> that sort of explosion, that sort of uh, shot creating, um, type, uh, he's, he's you know, at six, three, he's, he's, you know, average, uh, strong athlete. Um, and you know, like this last season, he he got 5.1 rebounds and that's pretty substantial for a point guard uh to to be able to do that um but then again like you guys said you guys had mentioned um his defense that was probably his biggest concern he's inconsistent he's sloppy on there he's he's lazy sometimes if you watch the film um and like john had mentioned it's probably because he's been asked to, to do a lot in, on the offensive end but uh uh, we'll see. We'll see what what happens here. He is a little bit older, so that might limit some of his development. But you know, um, so was Kyle Kuzma, and you know he went Kyle Kuzma from very bad defense to like really 
really good defense to to some uh, at, at a point where he was able to guard Kawhi, the likes of Kawhi, the likes of Jimmy Butler, and be effective defensively. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with Grant Miller. Man, I, d- I don't like your comparison at all, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Trey Young. I mean, I, I saw I saw who the scouts compared him to, Fred Van Fleet from the Raptors. There you go. Um, okay. There you go. That but, would have been a better one. But he, re- he reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you guys remember, but Deron Williams. Yeah. yeah. That, that's who, that's who Ooh, yeah. yep, Grant yep, yep. Riller reminds me a lot of, you know, kind of a stockier build, but just, you know, He'd he'd like get to the rim, and he'd put up a shot, and he'd look so awkward that oh that's not going in, <laughs> and then it goes in. It's like it's like uh, deceptive agility with uh, with Riller. So yeah. so not not Trey Young, maybe <laughs> a poor man's Deron Williams. A poor man's Trey Young. Come yeah, on, I, come no, on. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I see the similarities to Fred Van Fleet. Um, yeah, me too. Maybe especially because of his beard. Uh, they just kind of <laughs> look similar, you know. But uh, I, the same I people. definitely, yeah, that, that's actually the same person. Um, <laughs> but I, I do see uh, comparisons to him being kind of Kyrie esque, just because Ooh, he is yep. he's so fast. And he makes some great moves, you know. His, you go and watch his um, his highlights, and and he's quick, and he's mm-hmm. very exciting to watch, just like Kyrie. Um, is it necessarily to that level? You know, I, probably, I, I not. not no, no. <laughs> but he he is very very fun to watch offensively. I mean, we're hyped. Yes. We're hyped about it. So <laughs> there's yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For sure, but uh, um, you you know who I do want to sort of slip slip towards us in the twenty eight pick um, is uh, I don't know if you guys have had a chance, but uh, you know Maryland center Jalen Smith, six um, ten center who shoots fifty seven percent from the field and and can get you thirty seven percent from three point land. He's a he's a great shot blocker, athletic, fluid, explosive, has a pretty high motor. And really, I was watching, and he—he's a great rebounder, mm. like a nose for the ball. And you guys know, right? Because because I'm big on drafting defensive prospects because mm-hmm. I know that's what Frank Bogle loves, and that's that's why I like you know Jalen coming off to us at 28. But who knows if he's even gonna be there? I, I heard his draft stock is is rising. Uh, rising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I haven't been able to completely look at him, um, but just looking at some of his stats, I mean, career 32% from three, 51% from, from the field. Um, you know, he's averaging a double-double a double, uh, in his career, um, which, is, which is insane. I mean, um, I'll have to watch more film on him. I mean, what, what uh, you, you said his defense impressed you. Uh, he, he went to Baltimore. No, sorry. He went to to where did he go? Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. But it's, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Same area. Same area. So yeah, what? Just, who did they, mean, who did he go against? Like who? What was? What were the teams that he he went against? I'm, I'm just trying to picture. I haven't seen his film. Sorry, but uh, this guy is just explosive. I'm I'm gonna send you some links right now. But he's just explosive defensively. Uh, he sort of reminds me of. Um, you guys are probably gonna kill me, but. 
he <laughs> reminds me a lot of uh, like AD. Right. No. no. Well, yeah. no, no. I mean, not, not, <laughs> not, not to that level. Not to that level. I'm but, but I'm saying, right now. I'm you didn't let me finish. <laughs> I, he does he look me like AD? A lot of, no, he does not. But I feel like just, he. Just so, we're, just so we're all straight. Um, with this draft, we're either picking up the next Trey Young or we're, we're picking up the next Anthony exactly. Gill. Exactly. So everybody at, knows at exactly what we're getting at number 28. Exactly. I, honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be bold, but if you pair someone like you know Jalen Smith up with AD, defensively, no one's, no one's getting buckets within 20 feet of the, of the rim. Just have one of these guys, you know, either one, because they could flip-flop defensively. One of these guys anchor the paint, and the other can just roam and disrupt. Uh, the best thing about Jalen Smith, though, I don't know if you guys know this, is that he's a Laker fan is because he? of Kobe. Yeah. You know, you know what? I'm looking at his, his some of his highlights right now. He's got that step back mid range yeah. game. Like no, I'm, I'm dead serious. He looks. He... <laughs> It's very fluid. Like he's yeah, very dude. Agile. Like I'm looking at it. Like whoa, he's it's a step back, mid range three where AD would take it. But but how many eyebrows does he have? If it's more than one, then he's no Anthony Davis. <laughs> he's got zero. No, I'm just. Kidding. I don't yeah, know. Thirty seven percent from three. Just that's just crazy. Look at these guys. Look at these guys. Right. He's he's a center. That's crazy. He, he's six ten, right? But he's like seven seven foot three seven foot four wingspan so yeah. he's he's lengthy he's agile he's and i know frank frank vogel oh i know someone's gonna pick him up like Dang. probably like the sixers or the celtics or something Some, someone we celtics. hate clippers someone we hate so clippers even have a draft pick i thought they 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 no, sold the farm <laughs> no the uh, sold the farm is only an ad term is it? Sorry. Yeah. Is it a trademark for 80? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Appreciate At least in my appreciate, book. Appreciate the clarification. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, that's it for today. Um, any final thoughts, McKay and John Webb? Um, just excited to um, get our next round of stars <laughs> at, at 28, just like, you know, <laughs> just like how uh, Brandon yeah, Ingr Ingram was the second coming of Kevin Durant, you know? There we go. Yeah, let's get let's get Trey Young and AD. That's twenty eighth right. pick exactly. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Follow, subscribe, and give us a five star review wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, we'd appreciate the follow and the reviews. It'll help us to continue to do what we're doing. We're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop. Now at thirty k uh, followers, uh, please uh, go follow us and and check out all the cool content there guys with that said have a great day root for the lakers and we'll talk to you guys next time games in the admiral refrigerator the door is closed the lights out butter's getting hard the eggs are cooling and the jello is jiggling For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.